it's really important to start thinking about what you think that being in a smaller body or a more muscly body or like whatever your goal is, is going to give you. And then realizing that we have all those things in our current body. I'm Krati Mehra and this is Beyond the Goals podcast. It's my attempt to help you revel in all that life has to offer without pressing pause on your hustle. We learn how to create healthier relationships, a healthier lifestyle, a career that brings us true joy and a life that satisfies us on every level. Forget the conventional ideas of success and happiness because we're going to live a life of value and create an impact that speaks to our place in the world. So let's get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Goals. In this episode, we are exploring the connection between emotional well-being and food with Taylor Kaiser, a certified personal trainer and nutrition coach. Taylor is the blogger behind Food Faith Fitness and through her blog and YouTube channel, Taylor has helped a lot of people build a healthier relationship with food, find self-acceptance and a balanced way of maintaining a fit body without self-denial. Now, she has herself experienced a lot of ups and downs in her fitness journey, and a lot of the time, her physical health was derailed by the emotional struggles in her life, so she makes for an empathetic guide as she helps us understand what a healthy body feels like and how we can find self-acceptance and avoid using food as a crutch. So let's dive in. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for being a part of this conversation. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I know that your health journey has been really extreme. I mean, you have had a lot of ups and downs for a really long period of time. So it, I think it would help if you would tell our listeners a little bit about that journey and where you are right now in that journey. Okay. So highlights. I had, an, I had anorexia when I was 13 and I was hospitalized. Um, I obviously made a recovery since I'm here today. And then when I was through my teens, I was fully recovered, just living, healthy, happy, free, like you eating healthy, but not like obsessing about it in any way, shape or form. Um, and then when I was around 19 or 20, um, I was in a relationship that I thought I was going to get married to. And then we broke up and I felt very like my world is ending, which is ridiculous since I was 19. But um, I thought I felt very out of control. And so I went back to controlling the only thing that I really knew how in that moment. And that was food and my body and exercise. Um, so through all my 20s, I just really struggled with um, not an eating disorder, but disordered eating and, you know, seeing food as good and bad and really having to have this perfect body, which I never got because there's no such thing as perfection and just, you know, not being able to enjoy my life because everything, like I lived and died by my food scale, by going to the gym, by not missing workouts, by being this willpower woman and just like really finding my identity and how I looked and how I ate. And it was just a very bad time. And then in my, um, 27th, my late 20s, I just realized that I had had enough of that. And it was just like a very much a turning point. And I just realized that like, that's not, I'm a, you know, I'm a Christian woman. So that's not the way that God wanted me to live. And it wasn't bringing me any value or happiness. And I realized something really needed to change. So that was a couple of years ago, because I'm almost 30 now. And now I'm living healthy, but back to that non-obsessive place of just eating well, going to the gym, living my life, knowing my body is never going to be perfect. And just being happy. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot for a person to go through. I think people don't really recognize when, you know, they're so busy living their life, they're so busy chasing their goals that they don't really realize that things aren't exactly as they should be till they burn out, till they have a breakdown or something badly goes wrong. And for you, it was on a whole other level, I know. But what changed? What 
shifted in your mindset that made you realize that okay things aren't as they should be and there ne- there's a need for a change here yes it's a couple things so just a couple things like i i told myself that i was being so healthy right but i had lost my period i hadn't had a period in 10 years um i went to the doctor and got like you know testing testing done and it just showed like really negative like my body on the inside was very unhealthy so it was that point where i was like well i'm telling myself i'm doing these things out of health but i'm not healthy on the inside so that was very much something i had to wrestle with and then there was just like a, a very like a moment my husband and i were having date night and it was italian date night and so we were going to make pasta and drink wine together and i just remember being so afraid of like eating the pasta because it was carbs and carbs were this bad food that i couldn't eat and i just remember going like i actually i was cooking the pasta cuz he can't cook um and i made it not work out so that i couldn't eat it like i actually made it wrong on purpose because i was like i don't want to eat this this is too scary and i went to bed that night just like crying so i was just like this is my life like i'm making my date nights not work and i'm making them stressful because i don't want to eat flour like it's flour why am i afraid of flour and so that next morning i was just like this is not healthy this is not what i want for my life and the next morning that's when i quit the gym and started to eat again and went on my healing journey yeah so your health has been massively connected to your emotional health as well and I know that a lot of people what they do when they are in depression they they have anxiety they binge eat or they start controlling how they're eating they get addicted to exercise and then they set these targets and these goals for themselves that if we were to achieve this we will have an emotional shift as well and things will be better for us except that never happens it just keeps getting worse and worse yeah. and then there's more eating there's more yeah. purging and things don't exactly go you know the way they think they it will can you make people understand just how eating habits impact your emotional well-being and how emotional well-being also impacts your eating but you can't control one with the other right that's such a good point um i think our emotional health affects our eating health because like if we're if we're feeling emotional all the time and stressed and anxious and we're not dealing with those emotions because i think in this culture we almost like we're praised for being busy like we're praised for doing things and going places and juggling 10,000 gazillion things at once and when we're doing that when we're being so busy we are, we don't have time to even process our emotions we don't know how to feel what we're feeling even though it sounds like so simple like just feel what you're feeling but we're told that that's almost bad and we don't have time for those emotions and so we push them to the side and when we do that and we don't allow ourselves to process that's typically when we find ourselves running to food and normally it's you know processed food that's sugary and not so good for us which is okay to eat once in a while i i love a good cookie but not all the time and when we're using food to kind of mask our emotions that's just a really emotionally unhealthy thing and of course it since it's not very good for us food it's affecting our physical health too and then on the other side i think our physical health is affected affects our emotions because on the flip side if we're you know eating a bunch of crap all the time for lack of a better term candy and sugar we're not going to feel physically good and when you don't feel physically good you're not usually the happiest person like you know you're not like oh yeah i feel so bad this is the best so it kind of affects your emotional health when you're not using food as fuel most of the time not all the time mm-hmm. so it's really about finding this balance of you know eating well and nourishing your physical self so that you feel emotionally healthy and also taking care of your emotions and learning how to process them so that you're not jumping to the pantry whenever you're feeling stressed or anxious or depressed that makes sense i know that you were controlling everything as you already shared and you were mm-hmm. measuring everything 
but then you quit you shared your mm-hmm. triggers you made the switch when you started gaining weight you were scared that your body was changing into something you didn't want yep. and you went back to a diet plan mm-hmm. and then again so how i know that this happens with a lot of us none of us look the way we want to look all have this crazy idea you know that's glorified by the media for whatever reason that we have to look a certain way so we keep chasing that image yep. and when our body doesn't follow that plan things start to spiral out of control how did you overcome that how can other people do the same thing you know get past that point so that you can make your health the focus instead of some impossible image in your head yep. There's a, there's a couple of reasons that I think are a couple of ways that I think are really important. A lot of this comes with dealing with our emotions and like a lot of self-reflection. But I think a lot of people are chasing like a perfect body or a different body type because of what they think that body is going to give them. They think it's going to give them more value or more acceptability or more friends or like whatever. People are going to like them better because they have a six pack or whatever it is. And I think it's really important to start thinking about what you think that being in a smaller body or a more muscly body or like whatever your goal is, is going to give you. And then realizing that we have all those things in our current body. And also like how sometimes those things that you think you're going to get, you actually get the opposite. For example, I thought my husband was going to find me more attractive when I was thinner, but he thought I looked like a little boy. Like he didn't enjoy that body. Like it's important to start to see like that those things that we think are actually not true. And then just to realize that also to kind of self-reflect and to think like the weight you're at now, that probably was a goal weight for you a couple years ago. But the line of perfection always keeps drawing farther and farther. Whenever you reach something, you want more. So it's just really important to start to realize that. And then finally, um, just on top the topic of control for me giving up that control. So I always um, like was very prideful of the fact that I had so much self-control. And I was always like, oh, I'm controlling my food and my body. But I really had to start flipping that mindset and to really be honest with myself and think, I think I'm controlling it, but actually it's controlling me because it dictated everything I did, where I could go to eat, where, what I could do with my husband, because it might have been the, the gym day and I couldn't miss the gym. So it truly was controlling me. So if I'm saying I'm this amazing self-control person, I actually was very out of control. Okay, so when you start controlling obsessively or your habits mm-hmm. start controlling you and your happiness, that's supposed to be an indicator for yeah. a person and i know that faith has played like a major role in your life and in yeah. my journey with anxiety faith played a major role and you know health issues are something that are beyond our control and when things when you're facing something that's outside your control i think faith comes in so how did you you strengthen your faith and it helped you in your journey yeah so i, I honestly think like as a woman of faith i don't think i could have fully made my recovery without my faith because it is just you know it's number one in my life um and i just think a couple ways that i strengthened it were one like for me when i was feeling very scared of giving up that control i had to look back on my life and see other areas where you know god took care of me and where i where i saw like you know he has taken care of me in these other areas so all these horrible things that maybe i think are going to happen like i'm going to gain all this weight and be ugly or whatever like he's going to take care of me in the future in this scary thing it's not like he just takes care of you once in your past and doesn't do it in the future like for you know for me he's there forever he's the beginning and the end so just for kind of just learning to really trust was i think it's super hard but was a big part of my journey and then just for me um digging into the bible and really finding out um what scripture says about me and repeating those scriptures to myself every single day and i still do you know 20 years later um, it's been something that's been really helpful for me. Okay, so relinquishing control to faith, I think. You substituted control with faith. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's the totally thing. Totally, I love that. 
Um, okay, and I um, really want to know from you that if someone, and I know you didn't have a period for 10 years, which is a major red flag, but if someone mm-hmm. is generally healthy yeah. and able to get through day after day of rigorous work, in those cases, people don't usually really stop to notice their body. So what, according to you, would be considered a healthy body? What, yeah. according to you, would be a healthy body in sync with a healthy mind and a healthy emotional balance? What What is that supposed to feel like for you know, I want this answer for people who are so busy, you know, building the mm-hmm. perfect life and they think they're fine till they're not. So, you know, instead of reaching that point, maybe you can give them some idea of what a healthy body is actually supposed to feel like. Yeah, that's such a good question. So I would say like it's supposed to feel like and I'll explain this in a second. It's supposed to feel light and not light as in like the number on the scale is small. But light as in it's not supposed to feel heavy. If it, It's almost like a burden in this culture, some of us, because we're so obsessed with, you know, thinking about the food and what can we eat and what are the specific macros and how will we burn this off. And it always, food almost becomes like a numbers game. Like it's like a math equation. Like if I eat this, then I have to exercise this much. And if I don't eat this, then I can eat this. And like it's almost like there's like Tetris. I don't know if you know Tetris, but it's like a little game where you like fit things into like a hole. And it's not supposed to feel heavy. Like it's just supposed to feel light in your mind and where you can go and you can eat. You're allowed to choose healthy food. That's great. But you're also allowed to eat a cookie. Um, and you're allowed to go to the gym, but you're allowed to skip a day if you don't really feel like it or you're sick or you want to go on a vacation. But it's just supposed to feel like easy and light. Right. But you know that uh, that thing that we people say once on the lips, forever on the hips. And that's, oh yes. I know that that's not true. You've also shared this no. in your videos, Wellness Without Obsession, that eating a cookie every once in a while does not mean you, your body's going to change. It has to be, you no. know, more about balance than anything else. Like if we're talking literally physical, like physical symptoms of maybe you're having an unhealthy body, um, if you think that you're going to gain weight just by eating a cookie, that might be a sign that your metabolism is really, really slow. And that actually happens from dieting. When people are not eating enough, our metabolism slows down and we actually do gain weight very easily. So I always see women or hear women saying, if I even look at a cupcake, I'm going to gain weight. Well, then maybe you're not eating enough. True. <laughs> True. That makes sense. Okay. And I know that you, you've shared about your faith and how faith has helped you, but uh, for people who don't have religion as a refuge when they're emotionally overwhelmed how do they handle that without you know using food as a a substitute for control or as a crutch yeah that's a good one so i think it's really important like i said just start to really assess your feelings and when you are stressed or anxious and you're trying to go to food it's important to just pause for a second and say what am i actually needing right now do i maybe need a nap am i stressed Am I like needing a hug because I'm sad? Like, what is it that I actually need that I'm trying to use food to fill? Because, I mean, using food to fill an emotion that doesn't actually need food is only going to make you feel worse about yourself because you're going to berate yourself for eating something when you didn't need it. So it's just really important to kind of see, like, what are your needs in that moment and what is the feeling that you're feeling? And to think of other ways that you can actually meet your need that you have that's not, you know, in the okay. pantry. So emotional assessment having, you know, pausing for a second mm-hmm. before you give into an impulse and assessing what your body's really asking for and not having to struggle, uh, you know, creating a body that feels light. These are, I think, the key things that you've highlighted. Yeah. Uh, what according to, what is your ordinary day like, like if, so far as eating and fitness is concerned? Yeah, so I mean, I eat a, I eat a lot of food. 
Um, but I eat, you know, three square meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and I eat two snacks, and I go to the gym like five days a week for about an hour. Um, I do mostly weightlifting. I don't do a lot of cardio because I don't like it, and I don't think we should do a bunch of exercise that we don't like. Um, but I enjoy lifting weights. So, and I, I focus on getting all nutrients, protein, fats, and carbs. I don't think that we should be eliminating anything because they're all created because our body thrives on having them. And I make sure that in all my meals, I have protein, fat, and carbs in every single meal. So it's very easy. Like it's not overthought. It's just eating, it's eating everything and eating enough to fuel my body. I know that your relationships have also played a bit of a key role in your health journey. I know that after your breakup, you ended up developing all of these uh, eating habits that were toxic to your body. And then when your husband came into your life, things again shifted for the better. So, you know, whenever I'm interacting with anyone with anxiety, I like to tell them that to take stock of the people in their life, because I think the people in our life are a massive influence on uh, quality of our life. With you, I think it was different in the sense that your relationships impacted your eating habits and ultimately your body. Can you just share with people how important it is that they cleanse their life of toxicity, the human toxicity that they might have in their life, emotional toxicity? Oh my gosh, this is huge, and especially with social media. Like there are just so many, and like we don't even think that social media is like a relationship, but sometimes it, we almost like feel like it is when we're following certain people and they're very toxic to us. So I think, like you said, like with my husband, um, not that I, you know, magically recovered as soon as I met him, but he was definitely a catalyst for me because I just, I wanted to live, you know, free with him. And I wanted to be the wife that, you know, I think he's an amazing man. I wanted to be the free wife, the happy wife that he, he deserved because he didn't really ever know the true Taylor because he met me when I was in this depth of this just angry, frustrated, disordered eating space. So I think it's so important because, I mean, it's, 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 they say like who you hang out with is who you become and it sounds so cliche, but it is because whoever, you know, people rub off on you and if you're hanging around with people who are maybe having disordered eating or they're very negative, like you're going to become that too. And the same with social media. I mean, if people, if someone ever makes you feel negative about yourself or questions your, makes you question your body, like unfollow them. Like I think people take so much, um, I guess, importance to social media, and it's, it's really not that important. So you always have to look after your mental health first and surround yourself with people who are going to really make you positive and lift you up, or else it's really hard to overcome any kind of struggles. Okay. Surrounding ourselves with more positive, mm-hmm. optimistic people, people who are, you know, fit a, a sort of the ideal that matches our needs. Exactly. Well. And uh, I know that you've, you quit the gym for a long time. Nine months. Yep. Nine months. So how much exercise do you do now? And how much do you think exercise, uh, to what extent should we integrate exercise into our life? How much is really necessary to be fit? Not to be that, you know, that, that perfect, not to build that perfect body, but to just be fit. Yeah. So I think it's, one, it's really important to find out what you like. Because there's so much, like, info out there about, like, you should lift weights, or you should do cardio, or you should dance, or you should... But really, exercise exercise is only going to work for you if you enjoy it. Because if you're doing something that you hate, you're not going to want to do it, and eventually you're just going to stop. So if you like to go and Zumba, like, go and do Zumba. If you like Pilates, go and do Pilates. If you like weights, go and do that. Stop, like thinking that you have to do this certain kind of exercise because it's going to give you a certain body because we have to do exercise just because we enjoy it, not because like it's a punishment for our body and not looking a certain way. So for me, I personally, like I said, I hate cardio. So I do like 20 minutes a week just because I know it is good for my heart, but I like weightlifting. And so I'll do that five days a week for an hour. And for some people, that's too much for my body that works. I think it's one important just to see like your schedule, your life, what is realistic for your for your life how long can you exercise i think moving every day is good but that could be 
a gentle walk around the block. Like it doesn't have to be a crazy two hour cardio session. And just to examine how your body is feeling with exercise. Like if you're over exercising, you'll stop sleeping. Your hunger cues will be off. You'll either be more hungry or you'll be less hungry. You'll be just tired. Your mood can change. You'll be more depressed and anxious. Like all these things, just kind of see like, how is my body responding to exercise? Because everyone's different. Some people can lift weights twice a week. Some people can lift weights six days a week. So just kind of see how your body is responding to the amount of exercise and then just tweak it from there. Okay, that makes sense. So assessing on a, on a regular basis how the exercise is making your body feel and taking up exercise that we enjoy. Yeah, exactly. You know, right now we are living in a very crazy world because of uh, Corona and uh, and I know that you are somewhat of an expert in this field. So what can you suggest uh, would be ideal for us to eat right now, for us to do right now in order to strengthen our immune system without causing any, you know, any extreme changes that could uh, eventually be harmful to us? So honestly, like it, it's very simple. Just eat whole foods. I mean, obviously, you can eat some cookies, like we said, but whole unprocessed foods, like, you know, nice breads, fruits, veggies, like all those beautiful colored foods are really great for immune system. But also one thing that people don't really look at is eating enough. Because when we're not eating enough, our immune system can't function well. Because taking, you know, our immune system to function well actually takes energy. And we get our energy from food. So when we're under eating, our immune system is not able to actually fight as well for us. So, so many people are in this world are under eating because of that dieting mentality. So learning how to eat all foods, eat lots of nutrients, whole good foods, but eating enough is so, so key. And that's why so many people get sick because they're just not giving their body the energy to actually work for them. Okay. And for people who are super busy, okay, and then uh, I know that mm-hmm. you have created like a bunch of resources for people but you know everybody's so busy with their lives so if there was just one tip you would give to people forgetting about corona you, if there was just one tip you could give to people to include in their lives to promote their well-being what would that one thing be that they sh- should and must add to their lives i would say to eat enough protein because no one like very few people eat enough protein and it's like one of the best foods for just our whole muscle health, body health, metabolism. People who eat more protein have more muscles. Like, And people are just so busy that they're just grabbing processed carbs, which is okay once in a while. But eating enough protein is so, so key for our health. Okay, and I think that's sustainable as well. That's something that we can all do yeah. without having to set aside time or making any massive changes in our life. Uh, totally. Okay, I think everything that you've shared is so uh, very useful. And I know that there are like a whole bunch of resources, you have a YouTube channel, you have a website. And uh, I know people can message you and you do uh, respond back. But out of all the resources that you've created, which what resources would you suggest to people that are most useful to them right now? Mm -hmm. Yes, I mean, obviously, I think my book is a pretty good resource because I did write it. Um, It's called Eat the Cookie, the Imperfectionist Guide to Food, Faith and Fitness. So it is a faith based book. And it just deals with it deals with your body, mind and soul health. So a lot of just breaking down that perfection and that comparison and that fear and control. And then, of course, each um, chapter has a healthy recipe and a workout, too. So you feel like you're kind of nourishing your whole self. So if you're like a faith based person, I think that would be a great resource. And if you're not, my website has just like a thousand healthy recipes and workouts. And that's a really great place to start, too. I've read the book and I know that it mm-hmm. uh, can help people overcome that 
the obsessive image they have of the yeah. perfect body. So I think eat the cookie is definitely, I think, relevant for people who struggle yeah. with the relinquishing control or they struggle with letting go of that idea, that, that perfect body idea they have in their heads. So I think in that, yeah. in that sense, that uh, book is going to be incredibly useful to people. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing everything. Uh, and uh, I'm very, very grateful that you did this interview. Thank you for having me. So that was Taylor Kaiser. And I think she's given us a lot to think about. I am so grateful to have had her on the show. And if you enjoyed today's interview and want a list of resources, articles, and books mentioned in the episode, you can get it on my website, redefinenarrative.com. Search for the podcast episode and there should be a list of resources and links for you to explore. And if you want to get in touch with our guests, the page will have all their relevant information. Now, if you found today's episode useful, please rate and review the show on iTunes or share it on Instagram. It will help others find this information should they need it. Remember to tag me at mehra underscore krati so that I can thank you for your time. And if there is any particular topic or issue you would like for me to cover, reach out to me on Instagram or use the contact page on my blog. And that's it for today. I will see you next week. Till then, take good care of yourself.